Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630 WLAP, the home of the Cats, right here in Lexington. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic. And together, Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking the Cats. If it is a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can listen to it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. On this edition of the show, we're going to catch you up on some football news that happened this weekend from Josh Allen and Mark Stoops. Then we're going to wrap with a little bit more basketball, talk some interesting notes, and Kentucky's place in the new AP poll. Uh, but we got to start out with Josh Allen. Won another award. I mean, I'm, he's going to need a big-time NFL contract just to build the trophy case. He's got to put all these things in. Yeah, and every one of them is like a huge, like, bronze-heavy... He well, and we'll, I got we got the audio here in a bit from his acceptance speech for the Ronnie Lott Impact Award. Uh, but when, part of it that I don't think we're we're gonna play is when he picked it up. He goes, "This is a hernia waiting to happen." Josh Allen said that. <laughs> yes, that's that's a good lie. I didn't hear that. <laughs> I mean, they're huge. All those are huge. And so he's got the Lot, the Nagurski, and the Bednarik, three major national player of the years. The Lot one is more like a combination, yes. right? Of like everything, you know, character, and mm-hmm. but it, but the other finalists were like they're legit. I think the Clemson guy that was a finalist for one of the other yeah. or a couple of the others yeah, was that, up there with him. That was the other part of that audio, and it's on UK Football's Twitter account if you want to go see the the full version of it. Uh, but he was joking about, I believe, Christian Dawkins is his name. No. No? <laughs> Christian is Dawkins it? is the guy in the little... Oh, yeah. It's Dawkins, though, right? Or it's Christian something. Christian, yeah, I should know that. I know it was Christian. But anyway, anyway Christian, the Clemson guy, Yeah, he was joking about how they had a bet and who would win more of these awards because they basically been touring the country together because they were all finalists for this. And he was just like, he's, I think he, he wins, right? Yeah, he's like, he was like, he's taking it a lot better than I would have. <laughs> he's a really nice guy. I would have been Wilkins. Wilkins. Very hey, close. I, I was very, very, very close. close. Yeah. Very so close. I'm not completely crazy. Nah, he was a, and he was a freak. He's an interior lineman. He's 6'4, 315. He had, uh, I mean, you couldn't have faulted anybody for choosing him or the kid from Alabama. Um, he ended up with 13 and a half tackles for loss as a as a defensive tackle, one forced fumble, uh, one punt blocked, uh, or kick, uh, two touchdowns, uh, um, rushing touchdowns. He ran it three times for three yards. Okay, scored two touchdowns. Um, yeah, they a really good player. I mean, Josh Allen beat out some really really good players. Some guys that were. Coming out of high school, rated way ahead of him, and and coming into this season, rated way ahead of Josh Allen on draft boards and in everything. I mean, Josh Allen wasn't a preseason All American, I don't think, on many lists. Maybe a, maybe some, maybe yeah. second, third team. But I can't remember any preseason I mean, lists he was he, on. He's now a unanimous first team All American, and uh, I guess you would call it consensus defensive national defensive player of the year because he's won three. I think there are four ish. National Defensive Player of the Year type awards. He didn't win the linebacker award, which is silly, but um, you know, I, at this point, it's like him and Tim Couch, right? Well, Most decorated guy, and Couch didn't win the Heisman. Either. You know, I, I mean, I think he's probably the most decorated player in Kentucky football history at this point. Yep, I I tend to agree with that. I, I mean, I, I need to go look at all the like the hardware lists, but it's hard to top this. Um, and it was a great, I think you're going to play some of it, but it was a great exchange with Ronnie Lott. He said he had to Google him. Uh, but I, I love the, the but, but I know about the finger, 
which is great because the obviously the Ronnie Lott, the famous Ronnie Lott story is he was in a game and and basically gruesomely injured a finger, I think, and instead of missing any time, just told him cut it off, <laughs> which is just, that's a little too manly for me to be honest with you. I think just I think maybe sit sit out and don't get your <laughs> finger cut off. But oh, well, let's just go ahead and play that clip from Josh Allen uh, right now. I didn't do it by myself. My team has a big part of this. Um, I want to thank these guys right here. I met a lot of great people. Met Ben Ben's yesterday, <laughs> and uh, you know, and I find them as forever grateful friends. And I'm always going to use that. And I just want to say thank you to everybody here today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to say thank you to Christian. <laughs> I seen Christian every every day this week, but uh, we had a bet to see who won the most awards because we competed against everyone, everything. And He's three and zero. I'm three and zero. <laughs> so you know, but that's why I like Christian. You know, he's he's such you know where he's funny. You know, and like if I was him, I'd be mad. But. Uh, <laughs> But uh, that's the difference between me and Christian, you know. But uh, like again, I just want to say thank you. Uh, I'm extremely honored. Thank you, Rodney Lott. Uh, I had to Google him. When, when I so uh, I know about the finger, though. I know about the finger. I just want to say, I just want to say thank you. So there you go. And that's the cool thing about Josh Allen. I think uh, people, he's, he mentioned it in, in an interview about how he had struggled with a stutter when he was coming into Kentucky and growing up in high school. And now he's up on these stages. And he was actually on Big Blue Insider, the local show I do with Dick Gabriel on Friday night with us. And I'm gonna we're going to discuss some of those comments he had on that show in a bit. But to see where he is now, and I, I think... You know, he's not the most, he's not Cash Daniel where he's going to say some, you know, crazy lines or something, but where he's gotten to the point where he can have fun and stuff like that, it's it's really awesome to see his personality on a stage like that because even if you are the most polished speaker, getting up in front of a room of Hall of Famers and your peers who are the, also the best has got to be intimidating for anybody. Yeah, yeah, I, I think this, I mean, the season and then the, the, the awards tour has really revealed how much growth Josh Allen has made as a athlete and as a human being, you know, and he's a dad, he's got a little boy. That's a big part of his story. Um, you know, again, two-star kid, Monmouth, all those little, those little nuggets that go in his bio, but I, I feel like you can't even repeat them enough. It's just every time he wins one of these things and, and come draft night, it's going to be again, if he's a top five, top 10 pick, yeah. which people are talking about now, you just go like, this is crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. it really, his story is one of incredible growth in many areas. The stutter thing is very, um, I think, powerful. I, I think it's Michael Kidd Gilchrist is a guy Kentucky fans really know who he dealt with that in a very severe way. And, you know, I, I was super impressed with how he used his, you know, num- ended up number two in the draft and, you know, is still playing in the NBA. Not a star necessarily, but he's, uh, really overcome that and learned how to handle speaking publicly, and he's used that opportunity to to reach out to other kids like him. And I could see Josh Allen being a guy like that as well, um, who I think will use what's coming to him to help a lot of other people. It's it's cool to see something like that for him. One thing I was going to note, I was looking this up, Quinnen Williams. Uh, sorry, that's the Alabama player. I'm still looking him up. 
But the Clemson guy we were just talking about that he's beaten for a bunch of these awards. Christian Wilkins. Christian Wilkins was a five-star recruit coming out of high school. Um, and I'm looking up Quinnen Williams. Well, I mean... I'm pretty sure he went to Alabama. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he was a five-star, but I think at minimum probably a four-star. Point being, I mean, if you look... If you go and look at a lot of the guys that won a lot of these awards, uh, Kyler Murray, Tua, Tagovailoa, did I say it right? Close enough. Tried. All five-star guys, all these other defensive guys, five-star guys. Um, they're few and far between is the guy that, that just comes out of nowhere in college football, yeah. completely out of nowhere, and wins all these national awards. And Josh Allen is, you know, to me, like one of the most remarkable like nobody to somebody stories in the last several years in college football, not just in the Kentucky world. Like we think about it in terms of like, well, t- Kentucky never has this kind of player. Nobody ever has this kind of player. Very few that come from, you know, nobody wanted him at all to the, the best player in the country. Yeah, there's no question. And we've yet to note the fact that he is going to be playing in the bowl game on this podcast. I'm sure almost all of you are aware of, of that fact. But as I mentioned, he was on Big Blue Insider on Friday, and he discussed why he's doing that. He said it was a tough decision, but I may, I felt feel like I made the right decision in playing with my brothers and finishing out a historical season. He said, I'm ready to get number 10 and finish this season. So he wants to play with his teammates, and he wants to get the 10th win, which is obviously you know a, a benchmark in college football. He's going down as an all-time great and fan favorite regardless. Mm-hmm. But if he's a part of winning a 10th game, which has not been done since 1977, yeah, uh, and would be only the second time since Bear Bryant was in Lexington, you know, he and this team go down, you know, in the Pantheon yes, at, at Kentucky. And who knows where it leads? You know, maybe it leads to, there, there's more success. Maybe there are more 10-win seasons coming. But given history... Given how hard it is any for anyone in the SEC that's not a, a blue blood to win ten games, uh, this would be a treasured thing. I think you know, I if I was him, I wouldn't play in the bowl game honestly, because he does have a kid and he he is solidified as a top ten pick, and he's got a lot on the line. I wouldn't do it, uh, but you know, assuming he stays healthy, um, win or lose, he has. Uh, certainly bolstered his standing with this fan base by putting himself on the line, you know. And and there's a bunch of fans that have you know tweeted, "This is you know this is why we love him," and and he's got much more character than these other guys. Whatever, I appreciate the sentiment, but you're gonna feel like poop emoji if Josh Allen gets his knee shredded in that bowl game. Yeah, and if you don't, you should feel not bad about yourself, but I mean, you should. If the guy gets hurt in the bowl game and you don't go, hmm, he probably should have sat out the bowl game. And if I'm a top 10 pick, I'm sitting out the bowl game. I, I don't know. I, I don't really know the argument against it. Because these bowl games, the 10 wins would be special for the program, but they don't mean anything. Nothing is on the line. Like, you're not playing for a league championship. Well. You're not playing for a national championship. Like, this would be like... Uh, it's a footnote. It's you know. It's to be able to say ten wins for the first time since. It wins you nothing. Mark, it just it just doesn't. So I like to me. I ha, you know, if the kid gets hurt, I'm going to be sick about it, and I think a lot of people will be. 
And and so I commend him for wanting to play with his teammates and not let them down. But like there are people counting on him that are more important than his teammates. His family. Alan said that and I didn't know this either, they get a bowl trophy even if you don't win. And apparently Stoops mentioned this in his presser on Friday evening, which we'll talk about what he had to say in a minute. Um, but it's in Dan Brezowitz's office, who is director of football operations, I believe is his title. And Alan said every time he sees the trophy, it makes him sick to his stomach. So I think in their minds, no matter... It makes him sick to his stomach. Because they lost. Oh, from last year? Yeah. Last couple. So despite what Kyle says that it doesn't mean anything, it means something to Josh Allen. So suck it, Kyle. And uh, I'm just saying you're not costing your program a chance to compete for a championship. But it's one of those goofy things that stupid people say when they're trying to compare program. Well, Mark Stoops never won a bowl game. Yeah. Well, What's I don't. That I mean, say like, but, about him. But you know what? I care a lot more about than Mark I'm not Stoops saying Mark. N- listen, criti- critical points of Mark Stoops. I care about Josh Allen getting the most money he can get for his family because he has given Kentucky everything he de- that that he owes Kentucky. I agree, one hundred percent. I don't think and getting to the getting to a New Year's Day bowl by winning nine games and making history and winning all these national player of the year. Like, here's the other thing about Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. His trophy case, I believe the way most of these work is he gets a copy and the school gets a copy. They're going to have a big old Josh Allen shrine over there with all these national awards. He's already done more for the reputation and the recruiting and, and everything else of the program by doing all that stuff than he could do by playing and making a, a sack in a bowl game. It's just a fact. Yep. He's done everything he has to do for them. I mean, it doesn't matter. He's playing good. I mean, yeah, that's the at he's the bo- playing. That's the bottom line. He's Your playing. opinion doesn't matter. It doesn't, Kyle. it doesn't matter. And and I'm not like criticizing him. And I'm really not like I, I don't mean to criticize people that want players to play. That's a natural thing too. But I just hope people see the other side of it. And if he had decided something different, didn't wouldn't have held it against him. Or if he changes his mind the week of the game. I don't think he'll do that. I don't think he will either. I'm just saying, like, it's just, man, I'm going to be watching that game thinking, please, God, don't let this kid who is worth a bunch of millions of dollars right now suffer a major injury. And I don't know how you necessarily do this, but Josh also mentioned on the fact, the fact that Stoops is going to not put him in harm's way. You know, he, he I, it's tough to explain, you know, what I'm, I don't know how you do that necessarily either way, but if it's like, put it like this, if it's a, well, I'm sure if the other team comes out and starts like going at his knees, yeah, exactly. Get him out of the game. That, that's, but that, that what, would be, that what, would be the, but what happens if that it's too late? Yeah. They're not playing Georgia Tech this year. So that probably isn't too big of a concern. Yeah, all the people, you know, throwing bouquets at Paul Johnson. I'm sorry. I just, uh, yeah. Happy retirement, jerk. I just think he's an arrogant. I think he's an arrogant dude, and I and I've never been. I've never been a fan of watching the dude, the dude's lineman go <laughs> going at people's knees. I I, I agree. I mean, it's like, well, we have less talent, so we're just gonna you know take people's knees out. Okay, well, the guys with talent would like to keep their knees. Take your two hundred and forty pound offensive lineman and go play flag football. <laughs> Coming Brother. up, that's the famous. Uh, I forgot what it was. Who's the guy? Dan Hawkins? Was that his name? He went from Boise State to Colorado. Yeah, that sounds right. Go play in the murals, brother. 
Right. Macho man, Randy Savage. Speaking of coaches, we're going to discuss some comments uh, from Mark Stoops in just a bit. But first, I do want to tell you guys about Sling TV. You don't want to watch the game. You need to watch the game. And if you're sick of paying for 20 channels you never use just so you can see your team win, Sling TV is what you need. Sling TV is the best way to watch college football, college basketball, the NBA, all kinds of channels. 30 bucks a month gets you ESPN Network, Pac-12 Network, SEC Network, and more. Uh, you can also get the NFL Red Zone channel, which is fantastic on Sunday if you're trying to view some out-of-market games, but you don't want to play for the humongous package. You can see all the touchdowns right there on the NFL Red Zone channel. Stream on your big screen and all your favorite devices. Sling TV gives you the live TV love, only better. No useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, Locked On listeners can get a seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on that's s-l-i-n-g dot com slash locked on so mark stoops had a press conference on friday evening we didn't get it on the last edition of the podcast we were talking some football uh, but the most interesting comments that i heard him say were one that he believes there are 11 to 12 guys that could be drafted in the nfl this year from kentucky And then the other one that has to do with the draft is the fact that he said he sent out tape for two juniors. One, Benny Snell. That's obvious. But the other one was uh, Logan Stenberg. So I guess that's the decision uh, that they might have to keep an eye on. But I would venture to guess that Stenberg probably is going to come back. But we'll see. I never really considered his name being thrown out there until Mark Stoops mentioned it. I think... Not counting Landon Young, who's been injured all year. He's probably their second best. Right? Their second best offensive lineman. Behind Bungie? Yeah. I mean, certainly they're, you know, one of their best mauling dudes. If you want to just line up and smash somebody in the mouth, he loses his cool sometimes. Mm -hmm. I like, I mean, I think I like that. I like the mentality that he has. Uh, I don't know. I guess it would be between him or Drake, right? Yeah. I mean, you can go a lot of different ways. And one of those, the the offensive line from my eyes is always, always tough to view. That's why I kind of depend on other people. But, you know, when you look at the awards season, Bunchy Stallings getting all the awards. And the one tackle slot has been kind of rotating after Landon Young got injured. George Safo OJ, I thought, had a, a pretty good season. But Logan Stenberg is an interesting prospect, and he has that mean streak that every coach says they want on the offensive line. Yeah. And he's definitely got that. Can we name the 12... 12- <laughs> Off the top of our head, twelve guys. Oh gosh! But, so uh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll I'll just start, and then you you can you Google some stuff while I'm going through this. But obviously, it's Josh Allen, C.J. Conrad, Bunchy Stallings, um, Benny Snell. I'm only at four, and I'm going to be starting to slow down. Mike Edwards, Darius West. So that's six. Josh Allen, Benny Snell. Yes, C.J. Conrad. C.J. Conrad, Bunchy. Bunchy. Bunchy, Edwards. Edwards West. West. I mean... Lonnie Johnson's going to the Senior yeah. Bowl. Derek Beatty's going to the Shriners Bowl. Is Chris Westry getting drafted? I uh, I mean, he's probably included on this list, right? Yeah. So that puts I'm, us... I'm, at, I'm iffy. I mean, he's just a huge corner. Um, I think he's been, relative to expectations, disappointing the last couple of years. Um, um, I bet he's putting Jordan Jones in the oh, mix. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan Jones. I, I didn't think about him. Uh... And then Asad, so what are you? At? Oh, Where, Big George is going to get drafted, George, probably, or, or at least certainly signed. Well, and and Mark Stoops isn't didn't say that these guys would get drafted. He said draftable guys. 
Um, so George gets us to eleven, and then and Stenberg, would be, Stenberg, Stenberg would be the ten. So there you go. Um, that's a. That, uh, Drake Jackson was a sophomore this year or junior? He's a uh, redshirt, so oh, in so theory he he's. I mean, but I don't. I doubt. Yeah. Where Not he's a huge market he's, for the uh, yeah the slightly, slightly undersized center. Yeah, so he, but, he. I think he'd have a little bit more to prove. But yeah, there's your there's your twelve yeah. right there. I mean, I would say you know Josh Allen's going in the top ten. I think Benny Snell's probably like a third, fourth round running back. That'll be. We'll we'll do that. We'll do that on an upcoming podcast. Yeah. We'll attempt. We'll do some research, looking at some uh, mocks and see see where these guys are are slotted to go because that's going to be. Yeah, and I'll tap into our some of our uh, NFL guys. Yeah. at the athletic. Um, but you know that this is going to be big. I don't know about twelve. I bet they get seven to nine guys drafted. That's safe, I think. And that's huge because they were in that window coming into the season where it was a put up or shut up year in a lot of ways. I mean, they they had to do it in the win total. They did it nine games, maybe ten. They've got a national award winner now. Um, but the draft was a, I think, a thing that was starting to be used against them mm-hmm. in recruiting and was going to absolutely be used against them if they swung and missed this year with all the guys who decided to come back. Now, they would have had guys drafted. Josh Allen, probably Denzel Ware, who's not even on the team anymore. Um, yeah, we haven't mentioned that real quick. Some guys, they would have had some guys, probably four or five guys drafted if they had decided to leave last year. I would say a minimum of three. Yeah. And so they didn't, and so it was like, a, did they have no guys in two straight years or one or two guys? It was a very small number. I think they were on done. like a two or three year run of just uh, almost no one getting picked after that kind of what looked like a breakthrough getting Bud Dupree in the first round, what, three years ago, uh, four years ago now, maybe. Um, so this is going, this NFL draft is going to be like another one of the pieces of this thing for, for Stoops. Like, yeah. this has been a dream season in so many ways. In fact, if they had just, if they had just beaten Tennessee, this would be like an unmitigated dream season for Kentucky. Um, even without beating Georgia, I think. But you know, you put it all together, and you got to feel like the twenty is what is it twenty twenty going to be the next recruiting class? Yeah, yeah, twenty nineteen will be this current one, which is going to be pretty good. You got to think that they're going to be in a great spot with the recruiting message going into twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, draft day is going to be like the icing on the cake. And if you get, and if you end up getting ten guys, I mean that that like puts you in the conversation for most guys drafted. I mean, a lot of years if you get nine or ten guys taken, I think one year Louisville recently led, you know, led the <laughs> yeah, yeah, led the yeah. draft. Well, I'm 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 just I I I'm kind of smiling right now because it would be funny if they get ten guys drafted and then it's. How'd Mark Mike Mark Stoops not yeah, win? Right. Only win nine yeah. games Why didn't with they go ten draft picks. What what's what's wrong with welcome, that guy? Welcome to John Calipari's world. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we're gonna, only a New Year's Day bowl game. Uh, unacceptable. We're we're going to talk about some basketball notes here in a minute. But the last thing I did want to mention from Mark Stoops's Friday evening comments were the fact that he was asked if anyone other than Danny Clark is transferring, and his response was nobody else at this point. No. Which means Gunnar Hoke hasn't talked to me yet. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's, yeah, I think that's a f- fair assessment. I mean, look, given, given Hoke's family's open discontent, I just don't see any universe where he signs up to be the backup. And he's clearly going to be the backup, unless they're waiting to see if in the bowl game, Terry Wilson gets dismembered. Uh, 
I mean, otherwise, I mean, I guess you, I guess you might as well wait until after the bowl game. Yeah. I, uh, you know, not wish harm, but I guess it is possible. Like, ter- if you, if if the quarterback tears his ACL in the in January, you're the guy. You're the guy. Yeah. So I guess I wouldn't leave yet, but I would. I would guess that like the day the bowl game's over, if Terry Wilson is on two healthy legs, Gunnar Hoke's out of there. I wouldn't pack my bags, but I'd have all my clothes folded. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Coming up next, we are going to share a basketball note that Kyle looked up today that it's kind of interesting and it, and it ties into football. So the new AP College Basketball poll came out today. Kentucky is 19th. That's that's fine. Of note, in conference, Tennessee is number three, Auburn is number eight, and Mississippi State is number 18. So that means Kentucky, via the AP poll, is currently fourth in their own conference. I think maybe in one of the upcoming podcasts, I'm gonna we're going to kind of do a review of the SEC overall in the non-conference since we get a little break here and we're only having a game a week on Kentucky's side. But what's interesting about this is uh, the rankings – Basketball compared to football is something that has rarely happened. Yeah, today I, I tweeted this out today, um, and and Sam Youngman, I, I think he listens to the podcast. I know he's a reader of the Athletic, and you should be too. A uh, good friend of mine from college who covered politics for a while at the Herald Leader and in Washington, and uh, is now I think I don't know political operative or something. But uh, anyway, big Kentucky basketball fan. He asked me like I hadn't even thought of it because I hadn't looked at the polls. He said, "Has Kentucky football ever?" been ranked higher than Kentucky basketball and like in that in the same moment mm-hmm. and uh off the top of my head I thought first thought no and then thought well 2007 was a thing when Kentucky was good and Billy Gillespie was the basketball coach and uh, that in fact was the last time so today Kentucky football in the AP poll is ranked 16th and basketball is ranked 19th and that is the first time since the week of November 11th 2007 11 years ago and some change uh, that the football team has been ranked higher than the basketball team. Wow. Rich Brooks football team was number two, 22 that week. That was the year they had climbed as high as number eight, but it was before the basketball season had started and basketball team. Well, I guess actually, I guess in that way, I'm probably, well, no, that's still an accurate tweet. So um, Rich Brooks football team was number 22 the week of November 11, 2007 fell out the next week. Um, and Billy G's basketball team was unranked, having just lost to Gardner Webb. Mm. So not exactly the sort of vibe you want for the basketball team, but good stuff for the football team. And I, th- I think everyone would agree this is, um, you know, the best season for Kentucky football since that. I mean that two se- that 2007 season was the high water mark. You know, in the yeah. post 80s world. For yep. Kentucky football, what's and 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 you know rightfully so they beat number one LSU, but what's crazy about that is like that's remembered as like the high water mark, and it ended up being a seven and five regular season. Yep, yeah, which is why you've got to say to people enjoy what just happened and what you know this one last bowl game with these guys because this is not normal at Kentucky. No, it's not the high water mark from the eighties till now. For Kentucky football was a seven and five regular season. So Kentucky doesn't have a win like that number one win, but overall, I, I you know this is this was a really really unusually good season for Kentucky football. And then you know for basketball, 
I think we're going to talk, we'll, we'll dive, I think we'll try to focus on basketball in the next episode. I'm, I have a piece coming out on The Athletic. Um, just kind of looking at what's wrong and what might work, what might be fixed, some of the crazy numbers for good and bad. Not everything's bad for Kentucky. There are some stats that are really good and encouraging, but there are some that are really alarming, and I, I spent the day combing through some of those. But um, you know, one other thing I would say before we end this, and we can talk more at length about this as well in a later podcast, breaking down the league. Uh, but you mentioned those other teams um, in the in the SEC being ranked ahead of them. Tennessee ha- now has wins over Georgia Tech, which is not very good, but it is a Power 5 team. Over Georgia Tech, Louisville, and upset number one Gonzaga yesterday. Does Tennessee. Uh, only loss was in overtime to Kansas. Auburn, has wins over Washington, a blowout, Xavier, and Arizona. Only loss was a close game against Duke and Maui, and they, they challenged Duke. Um, Mississippi State just beat Clemson. Alabama beat Arizona. Arkansas has beaten Indiana. Florida has beaten West Virginia. The league is tough. And, I mean, right now, you could see Kentucky going into this brutal conference slate, which right in the middle of it, they also have a game against Kansas mm-hmm. without having any quality non-conference wins. I mean, UNCG is an okay win. It'll probably hold up as an okay win, but they're ranked like 79th. It's a fringe top 100 win. The kind of team you should beat every year when you're Kentucky. I mean, they could go into conference play where the conference is more difficult than it's been in a long time with a bunch of teams with really good wins already under their belt, with none of their own. Mm-hmm. North Carolina could beat them. I mean, Utah's not going to be a quality win if they get it. They're in the hundreds, not having a good year. Carolina could absolutely beat Kentucky in Chicago. And Louisville can definitely beat Kentucky at Louisville because you know they have one common opponent. Kentucky has an L, and Louisville has a W against Seton Hall. And just about one at Indiana the other day. It was a one-point game. Mm-hmm. It was a fake one-point game, though, because Louisville hit a deep three as time well, yeah, expired. But, yeah. It was a four-point game. Right. That's fair. Just got One get possession the, game with a minute to go. Got to get all the facts out there. All right. As, we'll talk about all that in a, in, a, in a bunch of upcoming podcasts, so be sure to be subscribed and follow along on Twitter at LockedOnUK. Find us on Facebook. Just search Locked On Kentucky. I'm on Twitter at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. You can find Kyle at... Kyle Tucker underscore A-T-H. Had to think about that. I've had too many handles. Handles of what? Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of Locked On Kentucky. We'll talk to you soon. You are Locked On Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. They're going to have a big ass, excuse me, a big ol' uh, you bleep that out.